The super coalition, as we call it, is simply a coalition between the leading parties. Um, and it is a, a form of government that's adopted, as you mentioned, by a number of countries, sometimes in order to resolve specific political issues that have, have arisen. And in other cases, it becomes um, embedded in the political system. So it is, it is a known form of government, certainly. So, so if there's a minority party rule, such as some of the municipalities that we've seen, uh, could that still be a, could that still be called a super coalition? No, not really. Our, our understanding of it is where the two leading parties um, join together in a coalition. Our argument was simply that the, that the election showed that both parties had lost support for different reasons. Let's be clear, but uh, that together they still commanded about 67% of the, the vote, even in the reduced. Um, even given the reduced uh, turnout for the last local elections. Mm-hmm. So um, on that basis, there was a clear logic for doing so, but uh, the parties dug their heels in. Um, and I think probably um, of the two parties, it was the ANC who were least, um, who found themselves least likely or able to, to get into talks. Mm-hmm. In the current state of South African politics, uh, what would a coalition between the ruling African National Congress and the Democratic Alliance look like? Well, it doesn't look likely that we'll see it. We have called for it. It would effectively have meant that we had the, uh, the largest party and the second largest party working together. That was the, the aim of the proposal. Um, I think behind the aim was um, an insight gathered from our research um, and our discussions with partners all over the country. But uh, people are sick and tired of the purely oppositional form of politics that results from first-past-the-post um, electoral systems. And in particular, from the way the parties have um, handled their, their confrontations. Now, given the low voter turnout for the recent local elections, support for the ANC and the DA still represents about 67.5% of the total vote in the current landscape. What are the chances of these two parties? Well, you partly answered that question of them joining forces, but what impact would this have on politics and service delivery if something like that could happen? If it were to happen, I think one of the most important things would be that the two, that the two leading parties who have been in such an oppositional relationship with each other would be forced to understand that they need to work together. I think that was the main aim of proposing this. Um, the insight was that the oppositional, purely oppositional politics simply hasn't worked. It's resulted in a, a kind of trench warfare. And getting the two leading parties into the same room and asking them to talk would um, have uh, partly... Um, would have put them on, the, on, on a path to actually talking together in a way that's not purely oppositional. That was the idea anyway. Now, the DA has been in opposition at the national level for 21 years and has uh, led one province. What lessons should they be focusing on in their current arrangements with the EFF and Action SA? Uh, well, I think um, they've mentioned some of the issues that they're facing. Well, I think probably one of the biggest problems that the country faces at the moment now with the, the formation of these coalitions, that there's, there's, there's no framework governing how they're, how they're, they're shaped. Um, there's no uh, requirements in law as regards um, how open they are um, about the deals that they've reached. So I think, um, given your previous speaker's comments, too, about the future of coalition government being 
probably um, the way South Africa will go. Um, I, I think it's become quite an urgent matter to ensure that uh, that there are provisions in law for how coalitions are negotiated, how open and transparent they are in their agreements. Our view is that that, um, it is, that coalitions are going to proliferate across the country and that in some way or other we need to ensure that coalition agreements are in effect a kind of service agreement with the, um, with the voters. So, super coalitions, do you think that they will be more stable in providing service delivery to residents? That is another reason for us proposing that there be a super coalition. I think one of the big dangers um, of the coming time is that there, there's likely to be quite a lot of instability. We've seen it already, certainly in the city of Chwane. Um, the governance of the city was severely destabilized. Um, actually, by the ruling party in that case, uh, the ruling party took what turned out to be an unlawful decision to d- dissolve the council, really because it didn't have con- con- control of the city. Um, the DA has been running it, it, running it in effect since 20, 2016, but with a very unstable support base. And, uh, and I think that's an example of how unstable these, these arrangements can be unless they're uh, irregularized and, and, um, and um, framed in a way that's open and transparent. Uh, a number of coalitions has been formed and some loose arrangements, uh, even with the EFF and the, and, the, uh, and the ANC and KZN. But what should all political parties involved in these sort of marriage of convenience be focusing on, you think? Uh, there's no question um, from our research, there's no question that the single most burning issue in the country is service delivery. Uh, there's a huge backlog of services that need to arrive at some communities, and in other cases, uh, services that have been partly um, supplied and, and, and not followed through on. There's a terrible backlog um, and a need to develop um, a momentum towards providing service delivery all over the country. Service delivery is the one thing these coalitions need to be focusing on.